Shut up and sit down. Welcome to the Bricks King Podcast, where I'm going to bend your ear about Lego. Review those amazing bricks of plastic and discuss what is new and up and coming around the Lego world. I'm your minifig ghost, Max. Let's balance. Welcome in, everybody. How are we doing? Lovely episode today. We are talking about the Lego Ideas Seinfeld Studio Apartment set. I've, I've been dreaming of this day to be able to share this with you. I think ever since I became a Seinfeld fan, this was something that I, I, I have always dreamt about. I mean, how cool would it be to have this set? Oh my goodness. Anyway, so this thing retails coming August 1st. It will retail for $80. It has 1,326 pieces. Not as many as you probably realize it has, but it does come with five minifigs. It does come with some accessories. So let's start off with the smallest of the accessories first. So the first accessory that you have is a stage, a brick-built stage of the comedy club where Jerry Seinfeld does a lot of the intro stuff for um, the the older Seinfeld episodes where, you know, he's just standing there, he's giving his little monologue or whatever as as a comedy show. It's got the brick-built wall in the back, it's got an, an elevated stage, and then it has a table. It's it's nice, you you get some of that dark red brick, it, it works for me, I, I, I like it, it is something that you can do as a separate display. Sad thing is you only have one Seinfeld. It would have been cool to have maybe two Seinfelds have one in like his more of a non-show attire, but more of like the comedian attire where he's, you know, got a suit jacket on or something like that. That would have been pretty neat, but it's a nice tiny little build to kind of, again, it goes along with the whole Seinfeld theme from the apartment to the show to just, you know, the, the fit of it all. All right. So let's move on to the giant build. Obviously, the main attraction is going to be the apartment in itself. Now, there are some things that I really love about it, and then there are some things where, you know, I could have done without, and we'll talk about those. But as a whole, I think you're going to be super impressed with this, especially if you're a Seinfeld fanatic. I mean, how can you not enjoy this? So I want to start off with the build. The build was something very intricate in its own way, but not excessively difficult. So when you start building this thing, it is not on a base plate, by the way. It is on, you know, it is built up kind of like through a plate system and it's just raised up. When you tile this thing, I, I know Lego has done some things in the past with some of the modulars and with some other buildings where they don't have any studs for minifigs to stand on or to be able to place things if you want to place things in the future. Well, they do here. They have studs on the ground for a number of things. Some of it is for furniture. Some of it is for other things in, well, I guess mainly furniture, but some of it is for just kind of setting the build in general because you have so many different angled walls in here. You have to be able to attach them some way, shape, or form. So when you start this build process, you're going through and you are doing tons of tiling, tons of tiling. I will say, though, that was probably the most difficult part for me because you are looking at all of these different rows of tiles and there's only so much room to, I guess, screw up. Right. And what I ended up doing is I had two little spots where I had had a tile. I think it was a one by four 
and a one by six in a different spot because you also had some one by ones and some one by one plates that has a stud on it. So you had that kind of stuff where it just, I was like, oh my God, like my eyes were going cross trying to look at this stuff and trying to figure out exactly where some of this went. Ultimately, it took me about two minutes to figure out where it was, pull it up, be done and, and move along. But if you don't have it correct, your walls aren't going in the right spot. Your furniture is not going in the right spot. Nothing is going to line up. So it is very critical to make sure you are super hyper focused in the beginning to make sure you get those tiling spots perfect. You don't want your furniture not lining up after you've spent hours, hours after. Yeah, probably about hours <laughs> going through the build of the walls and stuff like that just to put down the furniture and be like, oh, crap, I screwed up majorly. <laughs> So on the inside of the apartment, I'm going to start from the right side and go around to the left side. So the right side is how you are seeing it from the TV perspective. Okay. So you start with the kitchen here. The kitchen is probably one of my favorite builds just based on the angles on how this is done because you have two different angles compared to the angles that are on the other side of the build floor plan. So you are starting out in straight and they use these hinge pieces uh, in, in a few different spots in the wall, just to make sure that you have some solid building going on, but also that you have the, the flex in there. You want to make sure that you don't have too many bricks in between without having hinge pieces, just so that everything can be stabilized. So great, great choice there. So as we're going around here, you have the counter, the L-shaped, reverse L-shaped counter that is out here with the stove. They use a, a pentagraph piece that is on the top, which I really like, as, as the top of your, uh, your, your cooktop. There's a teapot and a cup. Could be a letter or, or a piece of mail that is on the counter there as well. You have a muffin that is on the counter. Muffin! Hey, who gets the muffin reference? There's one already. <laughs> On the wall, there is a picture. There is a beautiful, iconic picture of George on the Chase Lounge without a shirt on in his white undershorts posing. We all know what episode that was from, the mail fraud episode. <laughs> it was great. And then you move along, and the one of the most intricately, bizarrely built pieces in here has to be the cabinets. So you have the cabinets that are above the sink. The sink is nicely done as well. And they don't use like a standard faucet piece. They use a, a one by two modified plate that has um, a 90 degree bend in it that has a bar that's sticking out over the sink. Really cool with some small pieces how this stuff is done. I really, really like the idea of it. None of this stuff functions. You can't open cabinet doors. You can't, you know, open the fridge and stuff like that. It, it's, it's, it's too small of a scale to be able to do that. So if that's what your hope is moving in, you know, buying this and, and, and being able to, it, it's too small of a scale. It would have to be scaled up at least twice as large to be really be able to get the feel of that, which then you lose the minifig scale and it kind of becomes a moot point at that point in time. However, you have the same kind of condiments that Jerry has in his cabinets, kind of the same kind of idea that is going on in there. So I do like the way those are done. Now, what is interesting with these is they are built in. Some of them are built into the cabinet frame assembly. Some of them are not. Some of them are recessed into the wall behind. They're actually built into the wall, which is a bizarre assembly in its own right, but it is absolutely beautiful in the way that it's done because it really gives you that depth uh, of, of what is in the cabinet and how things are placed and stuff like that. And 
aside from, you know, maybe it's not the correct thing or whatever, if you're really going to get that nitpicky, you're probably going to be like, oh, this, this is horrible. Why why they, they didn't stay true to what was in the show? Well, obviously, you can only have so many different printed pieces or stickers. Or Are you really going to try and put a sticker on the side of a one-by-one -one plate? No, that's why they print that stuff. There are no printed one-by-one -one plate pieces on the side print on the pieces there but they do have what is supposed to be like some orange juice or or some kind of cereal or something like that that is in a cabinet that is a a printed piece that is in there but that's it so moving along to the bottom you have a really nice microwave build i really like the way this is done there's a printed keypad here even the paper towel dispenser was kind of a unique way that it was done i was not really expecting that they use a uh, a candle piece you know what i'm talking about it has the little bar that sticks out of the end and then it has a receptacle for a bar on the other end uh, they did this in white here and it is clipped in and there's another clip there but the clip is not used to hold the other end because there's no bar so it just um it just works. It looks really nice the way that is done. You do have some detailing texture on the front of the cabinets in Jerry's Little Kitchen because they are slightly, uh, they stick out slightly, maybe like a half a plate thickness out. And it's really done well in the way that is kind of built in there. It's a really cool build. The small stuff in this was really intricately built in the sense that although it may not have been the most difficult thing the the tiny amounts of pieces and the tiny pieces that were used to achieve these builds was just really 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 well done even better than some of the modular stuff that I've seen in the past so moving over to the refrigerator you have the refrigerator here and the refrigerator is a piece that is just kind of clipped into the wall it uses uh, there, there's some technic bricks that are on the back side with some pins and that just you know, two studs hold it to the wall, but it is really nice. It is full of stickers. We'll get to the references here in a minute. And then up top, you have your cabinet that is recessed into the wall as well, which is another great design, another cool way that it is done. It is a, it is a sideways build. And here's the other thing, the things in this cabinet, because it does have a glass front as well, these things can move around. So depending on how you move your model around from point A to point B, those things can move around. So you can either spread them out, shake it and spread those things out, or you can have them one side to the other. I like that. That, that is neat to just be able to see that extra little bit of detail. I know it's not a big thing, but it's just different. So moving down to the fridge. Also, I forgot there are two stools that are brick built that are here along for the counter uh, for, you know, your guests, obviously for Seinfeld's guests to sit on. So down to the refrigerator Pretty simple, large build. They use some really big tiles that are on here, the two by six tiles on the sides, two by four tiles. And then you have some stickers. You have a pair of stickers on the side of the fridge that has the oven mitts, the cat and the cow oven mitt. And then you have a sticker just above where the water and ice dispenser parts of the refrigerator would be, which I guess is supposed to be kind of like your freezer. And well, you have Superman, of course. Why would you not? You have Yada, who doesn't know the Yada reference from that season. There's a little list there, but there's nothing specific on it. It's just a, a plain looking list. You have some other stickers and stuff on the other side of the refrigerator door, but you do have <laughs> you do have a picture here of a sports car. You have the the number two Schmoopy who we all know that episode, that is always a good one. 
I'm going to pull this thing out here. I'm having some difficulty looking in here. You have Monk's Cafe's coffee shop there the the i guess it's supposed to be like a menu that's there you have a picture i can't remember who the picture is of the old guy with the glasses it's not uncle leo i don't think it's dad um i don't know now i forget i cannot remember however really cool there's another few yada stickers that are there i really like the way that is done it's just fun and you know all those little things that take you back throughout the show you you start building it and then you you get to the sticker parts or you get to the brick built things that you remember seeing in the show and you just start laughing like I did you just it really takes you back so then moving along over here to the door the main entry door obviously into the apartment you have stickers that are on the side of the door for the intercom you know the buzzers and stuff like that so you have that the door sticker is interesting We've seen full door stickers before. This is a very detailed door sticker. It has both locks, you know, obviously the, the chain lock, the deadbolt, the, the actual key lock. So you have that. The door, however, it does open in. So that's a big thing. And then on the reverse side of the door, so on the outside of the door, it has 5A, which is Jerry's apartment number. It is another door sticker, which is nice, which leads you into the hallway. And across, you can see Kramer's apartment door which says 5B on it. So it's a nice little area to, you know, kind of recreate scenes or whatever. It's really going to be difficult to be able to get any kind of pictures taken down in there unless you have a super tiny camera or, you know, you can manage to maneuver something to make it look right. I, I don't know how you do that. I'm not a photographer, but you can do that as well. So I'm going to close that up. One of the things that I forgot to mention here, right at the edge of where the wall is for the refrigerator, and the angled wall is for the door. They use a bunch of those candle pieces that are stacked on top of each other and attached to the top of the assembly to give it that rounded feature. Because what happens is you have numbers of plates and bricks that are coming together on those angled walls on that obtuse angle, and you have a lot of empty space there. Well, they don't Lego designers don't really have any Lego bricks that they can throw in there unless they create a specifically angled brick at some point in the future. I don't know how you could do that with cheese wedge pieces. Pretty sure you couldn't. Maybe you could. I don't know. Anyway, regardless, that is basically a space filler and it's a really nice space filler as well. So then we are moving along over to if you are looking straight on from the center of the apartment. I'm going to start at the front and work my way back. So at the center part towards the front of this there are exclusive prints in here. You have prints that are for the rug that are in front of the couch and the chair that Jerry has in his apartment. On the coffee table, you have a telephone. Of course, it's iconic. We all Jerry's telephone is always ringing. And there is a printed keypad on a cheese slope there. There's a printed cola can, uh, a printed top to a cola can. You have a table that has a lamp. But here's what I found interesting. The table or not the table, the chairs, the sofa, the dining room chairs, all of that stuff is has feet on the bottom of it. And by the way, the the table, the table, the chair and the um, sofa, sorry, I'm getting way ahead of myself here. I'm looking all over the place. They both are in that lovely, lovely green color that we all love. What is it? Do you know? Sand green, of course. Duh. <laughs> The sand green really complements really well here. But the printed pieces that are in the center of the rug, they're one by two tiles, and they just have this kind of, 
design of a rug that, you know, you, you would think of the different where you have different rows of upholstery, I guess, that is going through a rug. I'm thinking more of like a, a wool rug or something like that, something a heavier, thicker rug or whatever. Anyway, they really look nice. Those are diagonal. So it, it really shakes up the texture and the, the interior design of this, which is really cool. But back to the chairs and the sofa and stuff like that. They have one by one round plates on the bottom with a hole in the middle. But here's the thing. They're supposed to be the feet of whatever furniture that is, but they are not the attachment point of the chair They they or the sofa. They have no attachment whatsoever. The attachment pieces that are used are on the bottom side and they either attach via a plate or in some cases, the chairs actually do attach into a recessed plate or, or uh, uh, a tile that is on the floor, on the main floor that you did in the beginning of the build. Really creative idea here. But it, essentially, the chair is just floating on top of these pieces. The chair is really nice. And I really love the couch. I was hoping for like the white couch. I'm thinking like the poppy peed on it. You know, that kind of couch. The table, the dining table that is in the behind the couch is actually on a swivel. It can rotate around, which is kind of bizarre. I didn't quite expect that. But there are some really nice brick belt chairs that are attached here. You can pick those up. They are simply attached by two little studs there or studs that are in jumper plates. So you can easily remove those. Not a big deal if that's something you want to do and, and just kind of readjust things, remove things and, and do whatever. So moving back even further, we're moving back to the cabinet that has Jerry's stereo. We all remember the stereo that that's from the same mail fraud episode, that kind of thing. But he's got some books and some things that are up on his shelf. He's got the statue from season one. It was stolen, right? We have the radio print for the outside of the um, his stereo, obviously. And down below at the very bottom, which I wish it was I wish it was higher up. I, I obviously you don't want it to just be the focal point, but it would have been really cool to have it a little bit higher up to be able to see. You have a a printed piece that has Fusilli Jerry, or not printed, a sticker piece that has Fusilli Jerry on it. <laughs> Oh, that was that was uh, <laughs> that was great, and then you have another piece that is there, another sticker, and it says prognosis negative. Prognosis negative is the movie that Kramer was watching. That you know, he said, Jerry, I want you to sign my will. I want you to I want you to pull a plug if I'm ever in a coma. And then he finds out that <laughs> you can come out of a coma. That was that was great. It's classic Kramer, right? So that is a pretty cool little book case that they have going on there just be to the right of that you have the uh, the uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna call it like a floor heater that is on the ground I'm not really quite sure what this is supposed to be uh, specifically but as you move beyond that through the doorway which leads you to the bathroom so you have your doorway and then you have the there's a light that is hanging down I really like the way that is done they have a green bicycle hanging on the wall which you can just make out just like you could in the show. They have a picture of a bridge that is on the back. Those are That is obviously printed. That is not anything new that we haven't seen before. And then they do have a sticker that goes to the bathroom doorway that does have a door, but it leads to nowhere. It leads out to the back of the stage. And then obviously Jerry's bedroom is non-attached, non-existent in this case. But 
the idea is there. The main scene is all here. Something else that I wanted to point out. There are three of these that are on the wall. So there are little decorations that are on the wall in Jerry's apartment. Just little ornate things that are on the show. And I, I don't, I guess this is maybe to do with the architecture of the building or something like that. There's probably a deeper reference there or relevance there that maybe I'm not quite hitting. But these are uh, the one-by-one one plates that are flat on one side, and then they have the the curve on the opposite side. And they, they basically look like a shield icon to a certain degree, right? Think of Nexonite shields, but rounded and smaller. And those are just attached via um, a jumper plate that is attached to the wall. So you have those there. Again, detail, texture, just just a different feel to it in general. And on that same note in texture, here's here's something else that I wanted to touch on. So on the left side, mainly on the left side, and then the front of the cabinets, you have those grill pieces, the one by two bricks that have the grills. They have the lines that go straight across and then up and down, right? You can take your finger and you can run your finger across it. You know what I'm talking about, right? So you have those down on the lower section of the apartment because there is a certain level around chair chair rail level. Say chair rail 10 times fast. I don't think I could do that. However, as you move up, then it becomes white and then you have some more accent around the top. But it's nice to have that there. More things, texture, detail, it all works out. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in a moment to finish up and discuss the rest of this Seinfeld stuff. So as we continue to move around to the left side, you have the niche where Jerry's computer is and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> this is one of my, another one of my favorite parts. So you have what is, I guess, supposed to be either the wastebasket or like a shredder that is there. I think it might be a paper shredder right there on the corner. But you have Jerry's computer stand. You have the radiator that is in the corner, which is really nicely done. I really like the way that looks. It just adds more detail to it. And the way that it is built into the wall is really cool as well. You have his computer screen. And on the computer screen, there is a sticker, obviously. It says Vandalay Industries, Latex Goods. <laughs> we all know that. There's a little mouse that is there. And then a mouse, not a computer mouse, not like a squeaky cheese eating mouse. And then you also have your brick built light that is in there. Above that, you have a picture of a baseball player. Now, I asked Crystal, who was one of the graphic designers about this. So you'll have to wait and see what she says about it. But I'm going with this as Keith Hernandez. This is a picture of a baseball player. I know there was one in Jerry's apartment. I'm saying this is Keith Hernandez. There has to be a Keith Hernandez reference in there somewhere. <laughs> I'm calling it with this one. So it works for me. And then you have Jerry's chair. His chair is attached to the floor, so it's not free moving. If you want to make it free moving, obviously you can, but you know, then it's just going to be all over the, the hot mess place. You have the Commando 8 air conditioner unit in the window, which is awesome. <laughs> the Commando 8 air conditioner. There is a... Uh, printed no not a printed there is a a uh, sticker that is on the back that says commando 8 on the front you have a keypad you know that kind of thing would i guess you're programming it or whatever i really like the way this is done this is probably one of my favorite little details that is in here <laughs> because we all know what happened in that episode <laughs> with this thing falling out the window if you're a seinfeld person you're probably like i have no idea what you're talking about man 
either way, it was it was really cool. And then on the back side of that, so across from the computer desk, there is only one thing that is on the wall, and it is another sticker. It is on the two by three tile, and it is a picture of the Kramer. The Kramer! How of course, how could we forget about the Kramer? The Kramer. I love the Kramer. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I mean when I say the Kramer. If you don't, what I'm referring to is there's an episode in there where Kramer Kramer has his portrait painted by one of Jerry's girlfriends at the time, and then it is sold to an older couple. It is very, it is it is perfect. It is a great Lego version of what it's supposed to be. So moving back out of that little niche area, there's only one other little wall that we have to talk about here. There is a bookshelf case type deal on the floor down below. It is only attached by one stud that is on the floor when you do the original design process. Nice little pieces as far as color put together to to make it look like there is something there. And you have some makeshift drawers. Obviously, they don't open. There is a picture, though. Obviously, these last two are stickers as well. You have a picture of Uncle Leo. (laughs) Who doesn't love Uncle Leo, right? (laughs) And then next to that, you have a picture of a convertible. Now, this convertible... Do you recall Jerry's car in the episode at the golf clubs where his mechanic gets all crazy and decides to take the car and he's driving away with it. And then Kramer and Newman are trying to make money by taking cans to, I think, to Michigan is what they're doing in the postal truck. Anyway, I'm if that's not the exact reference. That's what I'm going with. I'm going with the sports cars from that episode, so it works for me. (laughs) But as a whole, I really like the way this thing is done. It is a very interesting little time capsule of Seinfeld mixed all in one. Brent did a really good job. The designer uh, design team did a really good job as far as all of the little details, all of the references to the show and stuff like that. That is awesome. Across the top, everything is tiled, so it is nice and smooth, just like you would kind of see with a modular style, except there's no studs at all that are sticking up. There are a few clips sticking up because they are holding on to some bar assembly pieces that have light assembly pieces. Here's what I have found. The lights automatically fall down due to gravity and their weight. They are nicely built. In my opinion, they are just, I don't like these. I would rather them not be on here. I've actually thought a lot about taking them off and just replacing the six pieces that are there, uh, the six, six clip pieces, and just putting white tiles in there instead, just because I don't really like the look of it. And then it hangs down and they don't hang down below the doorways or anything like that. But again, gravity sucks them down over time and it just, uh, it just doesn't feel right. If there was a way to light them, maybe I could get behind that, but that is my only thing that I'm really not that into as far as the set goes. It, it was something, I understand why you do it. I, I completely understand that. But in my opinion, it wasn't needed. I know what it's trying to convey. It just felt like it was too much of, of a studio feel. And again, the, the idea that the, the lights fall due to gravity just was a big problem for me. So now we have to move on to the minifigs and the minifigs are really well done. I'm going to start with my least favorite and move on to obviously my favorite here. Elaine has to be my least favorite. I do like her print that she has on her torso of her, you know, she's got a shirt that's underneath her, her jacket that is there, her, her suit jacket, her hair, her hair is okay. I think this is probably the best that Lego could have done 
for her hair without making a super new mold. It's okay. Her face, however, her face is kind of like a mix between the bad the bad lady uh, Bellatrix. I think it's Bellatrix in Harry Potter and like a city, a Lego city character. It, it just doesn't convey a lane to me. Like when I saw this with between the hair and the face, I thought Bellatrix immediately. That's immediately what came to my mind. She does have two faces. She has a happy face and then she has a kind of like an irritated, ticked off type face. She is holding an accessory though. She does have an, ex- I, I don't, I don't know if this is exclusive or not. It might not be. She does have a minifig head here that is clear and it does have a fish with some three bubbles on it holding it. It's supposed to be the goldfish in the bag from, I think it's season one when they are lost in the parking lot. As a whole, I do like Elaine's print. She does have some on the back. It is nicely done. It is well chosen. I'm just not a big fan of the face. I can't unsee Bellatrix as soon as I see her. The next one we have would definitely have to be Jerry. Jerry's hair is funky. He is funky. I do like it. It does fit Jerry. It definitely fits early Jerry Seinfeld in in the show. He's wearing a blue shirt. Some nice detail to that. He has some good printing on his. He's dual faced as well. He does have good printing for his faces. You know, they got his smile line that is in there. His his uh, other smile line, I guess you could call it across the forehead. I really like the way that is done. I do see Jerry here, especially with the hair. And then on the back side of it, you have kind of like a, a confused, confuddled Jerry Seinfeld, like, huh? What are you talking about? Not so much concern, just kind of like a, what did you do, George? <laughs> that's that's how I can see that. That's, I guess, as best as you can describe it. He also does come with a microphone, so you can use the microphone, put it in his hand, put him on the stage, whatever you want to do. What I was referring to in the beginning when I was talking about the stage was it would have been great to have, even if they just had a, a swappable torso, because the legs are black. There's nothing printed on the legs. So if you had a, a black torso that had like a printed jacket on it, where you could just swap the head onto the new torso, swap the legs onto the new torso, dude, yeah, that'd have been awesome. It, it, they, they do it with hair pieces. Let's do it with a torso. Add a, add a few dollars on. We can do that. <laughs> All right, my next one here is Newman. I love Newman as a character. <laughs> he just he just cracks me up. So you, you have an interesting print that is on his torso. Obviously, he's wearing his male uniform. I really like the way that is done. He's carrying a letter as his accessory in his hand. His hair is great. It, it's, it's Newman hair through and through. His prints are really well done. They are beautifully done, actually. He's kind of got the... <laughs> Jerry kind of I'm going to get you Jerry type devious face and then on the back side it's more of a a frustrated slash irritated slash confused slash devious mix them all into one type face because his lips are closed his his brows are kind of furrowed up like hmm like he's like he's thinking about he's going to be doing something that he probably shouldn't do. So there is that. The next one here <laughs> is George. Uh, I will save you what you are about to hear from the graphic design team about George. But I will go through George on my own right here. George is in a red jacket. We've seen him in the red jacket many times. 
He has the underside print of his plaid that is supposed to be like his plaid shirt. He's in plaid a lot throughout the series. He does have that printed hair that is up here. The the print on the hair, which is, you know, bald and stuff like that, obviously. It feels like it feels like the hair is lacking something. Cause if you look at George's hair throughout the series, even from first season to the last season, he does have a little bit more hair up there. I don't know how they could have conveyed that any better than what they did. So I guess it's okay enough. It still gets a point across. However, it does look like it. it's a little bit too high on his head just because, you know, it's slightly different color from the minifig head to the, what I'm going to call like the scalp of the hair. So th- that is, it makes it look like he's wearing a hair hat just like in the episode, the one episode, but it looks like he's wearing a hair hat. He does only have one print on his face because his hair doesn't come far enough down in the back. But what he does have is he does have that standard George face. He's got his glasses on. Obviously he's got one brow up one brow, kind of an angle and a downward between angry, between frustrated, between just typical George. If you know anything about George Costanza can't stand you, right? you know how he is. He's always got that resting, frustrated face. He's not got RBF, but he's got a rush, uh, resting, frustrated face. It's always something. So his accessories that come with him, he comes with a fishing rod, of all things, a fishing pole. What? You're saying, what? That, that is so dumb. If you're not a Seinfeld fan, you don't get it. And then he also comes with a loaf of bread because we go back to, I want to say it's like 92, 93 maybe, and... It is the episode where they are going to eat dinner at George's in-law's house. He is going to go eat dinner. He's going there. And they had Jerry bought a marble rye or stole a marble rye and said, well, how are you going to get it up there? Well, George has a fishing rod and he puts the fishing rod out the window and the line goes down the wind, you know, outside and Jerry's hooks it up or whatever. And then he starts reeling it up and then, you know, that, He's he's caught in a, in a in a situation at that point in time, <laughs> so I love it. It's a great callback to the show. You could not have had better better aside from maybe having a letter as well. You know when when Susan died because of licking the poison envelopes. <laughs> aside from that, I don't know that there could have been anything more that was really iconic than that with George. So then we move to my favorite character. We move to my favorite character. We move to Kramer. Kramer's hair is perfect. I love it. His face, he's got the happy-go-lucky Kramer face, and then he's got the aloof face that he has printed. I really like the way this is done. And I must say, his hair, I've gone through this a few times, and between feeling it and looking at it, his hair, hair feels more matte color tone color than anything it is brown obviously but it it just feels more matte maybe it's due to the all the texturing that is in the hair which is fine i'm not not complaining it just feels like that to me maybe i don't have any direct light source on it but it works his print is interesting as well i did ask about this and you guys will have to wait to hear about this but he is wearing his brown jacket of course and then he's got the shrimp shirt shrimp the lobster shirt that is underneath a white shirt the white could have been a little bit more white but i'm not going to complain and then it's got red lobsters all over it he does not have any print on the legs but that's not a problem in my opinion 
So moving forward, here is what you are getting for accessories for Kramer. He has a, a pretzel, a big pretzel that he's holding in his hand from the episode of these pretzels are making me thirsty. And they all try and do their little line on these pretzels are making me thirsty. You know, the, the little, I think, Woody Allen movie that he was in. <laughs> then he is holding a book. Of course, he's holding a book. It is the coffee table book. There is a sticker that is on the outside here that says coffee table book, which is. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. It's so great. It even has pictures of coffee tables on the inside. It has something on the inside, that, another sticker that says Cosmo Kramer, giddy up. It's got a picture of him in there as well. So those are two of his accessories. And then the last one here, <laughs> the last one here is just great. It is a Festivus poll. Festivus for the rest of us. If you all know what I'm talking about, if you are a Seinfeld person, you get this reference. So those of you that don't, here's, here's what it comes back to. Festivus was a holiday that was created by George's dad when George was a kid and they give this whole backstory to it, whatever. So instead of celebrating Christmas, they were celebrating Festivus. And the pole, just an aluminum pole, was on a stand. And it was to, you know, it was their thing. Instead of a Christmas tree, they, they did an aluminum pole and they decorated the aluminum pole, I think, or something like that. I can't remember specifically that part. However, it's great. It, it, it's, it's awesome because all I can think about is Kramer with the Festivus at that point in time in the year. That was the bakery episode. Man, there was, there's just so many different things that tie to this. And I loved it. it it's, ugh, I love it. it. It's perfect. So nice little details to be able to get in here. Nice little accessory pieces that really complement minifigs that really take you back as a whole. I loved this set. I think for $80, you are getting a, a unique building experience. You, even if you're not a Seinfeld fan, you are still getting something that you might enjoy. If you don't want the minifigs, fine. You might enjoy this. I, I'm not a Friends fan. I did have fun building the initial, what is it, the, the coffee shop, coffee house, whatever you want to call it. I had fun building it. Friends isn't my thing. It, it's, it adorns my wife's shelf in her office. So, there's something that you can do with it, right? There's always something you could do with it. If you're a Seinfeld fan, you are going to go gaga for this. This is probably one of the most intensively thought out and not that Lego sets, other Lego sets aren't, but this was one of the most intensively thought out, critically designed sets between the tiny little pieces that were used to get these builds, these unique builds, the stickers to be able to complement the the decor chosen for the apartment. There's so many little things in here that really sell this set hard, especially as a true Seinfeld fan. I'm telling you, you're going to go through and build this thing and you are going to sit there and laugh for about 30 seconds, 45 seconds at something. The schmoopy, the, the festivist poll, all these things you're going to giggle about and it's going to make you want to go do a few different things. To me, it made me go and seek out some of the old Seinfeld episodes that are still rerunning. You know, they're constantly in syndication. I went and I watched those. I went back and I'm always watching Seinfeld, you know, when I get bored or something like that, I have some time, but you go back and watch it. You replay things in your brain. I have probably seen every single episode at least a dozen to 20 times minimum 
just because I love Seinfeld that much. I it's just something that makes me laugh, and I know line for line, basically majority of the episodes, which I is kind of nuts. Anyway, so getting back to my point, you're going to sit there and you're going to giggle and laugh. My wife was like, what are you laughing at? Like, you don't get it because she's not a Seinfeld person. You don't get it unless you're building the Festivus pole or the the dead, you know, Elaine's goldfish accessory. You you go back to that or, you know, the 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 coffee table book, the coffee table book episode is iconic when you know, Kramer's on the Regis and Kathy Lee show and he, he spits out all over top of them. I told you this guy is bonkers. You know, it, it's just, oh, man. All right. So aside from my bias, I think it is a good set. I told you, I don't really like the lights that are on top. I will almost certainly remove those. I left those on just to be able to review it, but I can tell you, I just am not a big fan of them. You could leave them on. You could not. They don't do anything for me. It doesn't, no one's really going to see it. So it's not like I have to have it in its entirety. I want it for me. This is going to be the the tiny little thing that I adjust to, to make it better for what I want. It, it, they are a number of pieces that are used to be able to make those lights as well. So, you know, there's always that part of your brain as somebody that is looking at things in more detail, like, well, what if you could do this? Or what if you could do that with that piece count? Well, you could have done other things. You could have had something else in there. Maybe, maybe not. But either way, it's a really cool set. And I think it's worth it for 80 bucks. So there is that in mind. Well, I am going to close out this episode. Make sure you follow the next episode because that is where you are going to get to hear from Crystal, one of the graphic designers, and you are going to hear, not only are you going to hear her passion, but you are also going to hear how how much really went into deciding all of these little things like the faces and the attire that they're wearing and all of the other little details for stickers and stuff like that. Because let's be honest, there's so many different references. You probably could have stickered up that entire apartment. So with that said, I'm your minifig host, Matt. Let's go on it. <laughs>